Previously on the Reroll Podcast. The little one narrowly saves the dying flint. So I, I've seen his stuff. I'm going to go start digging through it. Okay. This will take your turn, but you do find a potion to heal. She kind of like quiets down and goes over to him and pours it in his mouth. Store and Louis witness some changes being made by the Empire. Pretty quickly you deduce that they are building a gallows. On a pivotal arrival in Brambleton. Star, look, huge sort of transport wagon pulled by two ox. Time's up. The holy man and I are reunited on the path back to the hideout. Kind of smells like copper. Ooh. Blood. Oh, hey, Bo. Oh, that, that, there's, a, there's a bear. Bo's going to shrug and just be like, uh, I made friends. Where a much more touching reunion takes place. Olivia's sort of round the corner. She makes eye contact with Tara, and Tara, like, drops her bow, and she's like, Sister? Most of the party got together. Flint poses one very important question. All right. None of us are leaving this fucking room until I figure out who betrayed me. What will come of all this? And will Flint find out who's holding out? Let's find out. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. I got a... I think I got a good icebreaker for y'all this week. Nice and juicy. Favorite... Or it would be... oh, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> take that one again. All right, let's jump right into the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mine is actually... Ugh. The ice is how, broken. How many words can I string together before I get a headache? <laughs> one. <laughs> Ow. Help. Help. Uh, so we have our party, you know, our group of people, which y'all need to come up with a name for the group, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but what's your favorite sort of like super group? Avengers, Justice League, Powerpuff Girls, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are you guys' favorite? The Lannisters. The Lannisters? <laughs> yeah, that's a no, pretty... I'm kidding. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, pretty fucking powerful. They are pretty powerful. Dynamic is definitely interesting. They get a lot of people killed for any one of their ego. I'm not talking like, to you anymore, that's, Zane. That's not a... What? I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> There's nuance there that's probably lost on people who don't like no, understand. That? Oh, they're blonde yeah. siblings. I think they all know they're siblings I, right I just, now if they've listened this long, right? <laughs> I just I remember I thought it was it would be the funniest shit because I went as uh we had the Halloween party and I was doing Jamie Lannister. I was like shit, Ayla should have been Cersei. No, it been like no. really distasteful no, no. and funny. <laughs> also, I'm not cutting my hair or wearing like a short wig that like I know, so you could have been pre shame Cersei yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Just go naked. Yeah, but, your, but your post gold hand, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. Just go naked. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right in the middle of the shame. <laughs> right in the sweet I'll spot. I'll actually cut off my hair during it and everyone will be really freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> so be- I'm going home. This party got really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Just cutting my hair off. Shame. I just watched it at the house that we all live together. Walk downstairs, like, cutting my hair off naked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tanner calls dibs on throwing poop. <laughs> Does anybody watch Ted Lasso? No. Yeah. 
Because I watched everything. <laughs> Nobody in the world. Uh, the lady who's the shame lady is a main character in that show, and it's wild mm. to see her be a human being. Anyway, favorite super group. You know what? I bet you I could guess Lataris. Go for it. Is it the season one critical role group? <laughs> uh, I was going to say X-Men probably. but Oh, that's good. I've always been a big X-Men fan. I think X-Men might be mine as well. X-Men or Justice League? You know, I, I mean, really... Justice League's pretty hard to beat, honestly. Yeah. This is going to sound really fucking stupid. I can't remember the name, but the uh, the the group of superpowered teens from Invincible. Oh, dude, hell yeah! Oh, uh, what is their name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it says Teen something too, because it's like a Teen Titans thing. Yeah. Um, but it's got a. Oh, I can't remember anybody's name. Robot. Uh... <laughs> Robot guy, bubblegum girl person. Bubblegum girl oh. person. Force field person. <laughs> Adam Eve. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Has everybody here seen Invincible? Yeah. Yes. There's not been anything new on it, right? There's <laughs> no, only one season. No. Okay. Latara, you should you should watch Invincible. It's really fucking. I don't know what that it's is. Fucking but... great. It's a, a animated Prime, series on Amazon. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's based on a comic by Robert Kirkman who did Walking Dead. Amazon. Are there pay zombies us for in it? Advertising to all three of our viewers. Probably. I don't <laughs> remember. I don't know. Kind of like it then. It's not a it's zombie. Not, it's it's not a superhero not... thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find it. I have a hard time disliking pretty much anything with J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's graphic. So. Very graphic. Yeah. Oh yeah. If we're thinking anime, yeah. Don't now watch I, it if you don't like gore. Not that it's technically anime, but now I'm thinking like the cowboy bebop group. I was thinking that like Ooh, Ruby are good. also great. Uh huh. Yeah. I know. This is a hard one for me actually. <laughs> The Cowboy Bebop live action show was Firefly. Not I mean, good. Ugh, there's so many. Firefly. There's so many. Yeah, this is a hard one. The Firefly group doesn't cuss, and I only realized that on the last time I watched through it. Because <laughs> it's a. Because I made fun guys for most of the Because they have a rubbering on board. Well, they, they curse in Chinese, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they do throw out some Chinese curses. I mean, it's not like my. F- favorite group necessarily but i do like it when i don't know i like a good like legion of doom or like things like that like i mean the in the ps4 you know spider-man game like i think they did a really good job building up like the sinister six yeah. in that game hell yeah villains are always fun yeah and i really like what uh i really like what dc's doing it with the morbius movie you know like building up to that too it's like really on par this is why we edit you out of the episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying sleep sleeper hit you know just uh-huh. get it back in the theaters for a third time. Yep. See how that goes. <laughs> Gaslight them. This time we'll all wear suits and go see it. Oh, I like to think, I really hope that like Jared Leto is like contractually obligated to do like 60 more of those movies because that would really make oh, me happy. So funny. No, Jared Leto is everybody's favorite super group just by himself. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say him and his cult is my favorite group. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cults, we're going to open up with Starlet Moonbow. <laughs> I'm not seeing the connection, but... Also, yeah. I don't think... She, she, you she will. Like has cult a secret cult. <laughs> yeah. Star. This... And, you know, playing from 
your character's point of view. I imagine you're sort of staying in the shadows, a little bit out of sight here. But this large wooden structure, probably about 20 feet long on eight wagon wheels pulled by two heavy oxen, arrives into town. The door swings open. And this two servants jump out and pull out this long wooden plank and push it into the mud of Brambleton. And you get your first look at an Inquisitor. It's Crunch. It's <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> the Emperor sent me. A tall, sleek man, garbed in black robes that are immaculately cared for, steps onto this ramp. He takes a couple heavy footsteps, and you feel absolute silence throughout Brambleton. He plants his feet lightly into the mud. And he stands rigid, wielding a long staff with two pronged tips that point straight into the air. He wears this thick hood, but you can see beneath that his skin is pale and his features unremarkable except for parallel black lines that are tattooed over his cheek and eyes. He looks around. Give me a stealth check. Hmm, I hate this game. I don't. I actually really like it. <laughs> 18. Okay. That might be enough. He's a perceptive this. lad. Okay, you say 18? I said natural 20. That's weird. <laughs> I, I thought you said 18. <laughs> Everyone else here can vouch for me. They heard it. <laughs> roll roll back to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> You know how that how that works? Roll it back. Yeah, let me let me fuck up the recording by going back and listening to it real quick. He scans through the town. His gaze unsettling and almost seemingly lying right upon you as if he sees you as if you are standing in the middle of the road, clear daylight. Pauses for a moment on you, but peers around more leaving you with this uncertain feeling of whether or not he knows where you are. And you get a glimpse into his eyes. They're almost purely black, but the dark shades are just barely able to differentiate the pupil over the rest of his eyes. And they're dilated almost completely. His form is completely silent and devoid of all color, save for this beautifully ornate re necklace wrapped uniformly around this large, glistening green gem. Yelena runs up to him. She sort of drops to a knee and she says, Holy Inquisitor, I'm Yelena Bors. I'm Baron of the Riverlands. Thank you for coming. He turns to her and he says, Stand. She stands. 
Who do you serve? Give me an insight check. 16. She's shaken to the core. Like, you can see... And Yelena's a reserved woman, but you can see even at this distance, her lip quivering. She says, Emperor, Emperor Godfrey, of course, and the Empire. And she stands and he says, Who do you serve? I serve the Empire. She says lightly, cautiously. Seize her. And Black Reach guards descend upon her, like bees upon honey, and pick her up. And he says, Bring her into my chambers. I will have words with her. What are you doing? <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... Star is going to. Can I roll like a perception check again just to see like who's around me, what's around me? Like, do I see guards? How many guards are they all heading away? Like, is there somewhere I can tuck into to fucking hide? Just run up to the Inquisitor. Do me next. Do, do me next. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me a perception check. <laughs> fucking a, dude. Nine? I think you're kind of overcome with this presence. You're looking around you and everybody's frozen by this and and you're looking for an exit but you don't see one that's not... You're sort of shaken, I think. Just like Yona was. You're not sure what this being sees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star's, I guess, going to... I assume she's still leaning on the barrel next to Cat, and like I assume Louis on the other side still. So she will just kind of, I think, clasp her hands together. And if Louis is looking, he could tell that she's like kind of wringing them, like she's she's stressed. Um, but she'll say, "I, I don't know what we're going to do." He turns to you and he says. You won't have much time, but go. Trust me. And he starts walking towards her. T- or towards him, rather. Ah, fuck. He takes a couple of steps, pulls out a flask, unscrews it, sips it. And he's like, hey, so you must be the great inquisitor. And he stops in his like tracks as the Inquisitor holds the hand up to him. Come towards me. Whatever performance he was going to put on stops abruptly as he... Well, actually, let me give him a save. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Whatever performance he was planning on doing seizes immediately as he just rigidly walks towards the Inquisitor. What are you doing? Is there an opening? Can I leave? Like, is... (laughs) Fuck. This may be the best opening you have. 
But again, one thing I will say to you, Star, is, you know, you've been around the block, you, you, you might not have run into an Inquisitor, but you know this is a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Okay, let's see. What, what can I do here? What is within my list of things and stuff? Here we go. There's my list of things and stuff. I guess I want to try to stealth out of here if I can. Like, I, I want to take this opportunity if possible and just try to be stealthy um, to get away, I guess. Okay. Roll stealth. Um, do I have to... I guess, so I have something called feline agility... Uh, mm -hmm. which doubles my movement until the end of my turn. I know we're not in combat right now. Can I still use that, though? Yeah, I think I think so. Okay, because I want to try to get as far the fuck away from this shit as I possibly yeah. can. You'll move uh, a bit slower because you're stealthing, but I'll just... I'll double that, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Uh, 23. Very good. Mm -hmm. I'm you, scared. <laughs> you dash into you know, behind a building, and you're just, it's equal parts fear and equal parts, like, adrenaline, and it's, it, you're stealthing to the point where you're almost running, but going as quietly as you can, and you hit the brush and just <laughs> disappear into it, and you keep going, and you don't hear anything behind you. <laughs> you just die instead. You die on the spot. Yeah, uh, you do die, however, so yeah. give me a new character. Uh, I'm glad that you you guys all came here in this episode, uh, or last episode, to see Flint die, but instead it's going to be Star. Actually, uh, like, I mean, I'll, I'll join you. I'll die too. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. The red cuts her head off. Right. Yeah, just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile. So she didn't know this, but you're actually allergic to bees, and you just found that out. <laughs> Uh, I have like a peanut snack in my in my pocket. You run directly into a peanut bush, <laughs> full of bees. Full, full of bees. bees. We don't and know shellfish. which one killed her. That's funny because peanuts grow in the ground, so you run into the bush and like somehow the peanuts in the ground, like yeah, it's, it's peanuts <laughs> in the ground, funny. berries on the top, and then shellfish sticking out. Where do where do bees grow? Inside peanuts. <laughs> oh shit! Ground nightmare pee, fuel. Pee? Ground. I can't dog. Got Imagine like I love peanut butter. Imagine how terrifying like peanuts would be if like every one in like fifty peanuts just had a bee in it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Would be that. so many. To the oh god, bee! I'd still do it. Ah, time for it. my favorite snack: bee nuts. <laughs> Maybe bees. <laughs> bee nuts. <laughs> bee nuts. Okay. <laughs> bee. Okay, bee nuts is better. I didn't do it. That was awesome. all right. Everybody, shut the fuck up. Please move this along, Tanner. Dear <laughs> God. I'm nervous, okay? Why? <laughs> poor Louie. Yeah, poor fucking Louie. For, uh, for myself, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, that sucks, Louie, but if you would expose us, we're all fucked. <laughs> Louie okay. knows where we, the hideout is. He knows when we're sleeping. Ooh. He knows when you're awake. We'll see if Louie can resist. However... At the alchemist lab, a kind of unhinged flint, somebody who is brushed with death, has just locked you all in the lab 
And what did Flint say last time around? No one's leaving this room until I find out who betrayed me. And he's like grabbing at the scar, like that's still kind of healing on his throat. And also gripping a short sword. Donovan's like, whoa, hey, hey, Flint, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Back up, Donovan, I know it wasn't you. All right. It was one of them. Flint, what, uh, what happened? He just looks around, kind of like eyeing each one of you. And then just, uh, on realization, he says, where the bloody hell is Starlet? More about a fucking fight? Hell yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Starlet's back in town. What? What happened to you, buddy? Groth, I know that... <sighs> if one of us betrayed me, I don't think it was you, because you were kind of the reason that I got my throat cut in the first place. So you can go... Just go stand over there, would you? And kind of just gestures to the side. What are you, what are you talking <laughs> about, Flint? You, lass... You got me out of there. Be a weird motive to betray me and then break me out in the same day. So why don't you go over there and stand by Groth? Uh, I I don't understand. You don't need to understand, lass. It's okay. Does that mean you're saying that that Bo, you think Bo betrayed you? I don't know who did. Goiter, has anybody else left? Gator seen Olivia leave a couple times. Gator, Donovan, and Olivia left last night. Gator Bo knows will... y'all left. <laughs> Bo will um, say, I have an alibi, and just gesture at, like, newfound friends being Jurgen and uh, uh, Tara. And who the hell are these people? And Tara, Tara recognizes you, and you recognize Tara, and she's like, if I had the opportunity to betray you, dwarf, I would have. But I didn't. And Jurgen's like, really feels like this is a private affair. <laughs> I'll send nobody leaves. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Flint kind of slumps down in a chair, hopefully close to some, I don't know, some whiskey or something, and grabs a bottle off the table and just kind of starts like, takes a huge, like, hearty swig off of it. He says, listen, all I know is I was trying to help Groth escape, and I wake up in a tent with all my gear gone, and then this happens, and he gestures to his throat. Groth, you, me, and Shadow were the only one in that room, so how the hell could they have known that I was trying to help you? That I don't know, buddy. Maybe, uh... <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Cross going through puberty. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe that inquisitor. <laughs> Maybe that inquisitor has a way of knowing things. Has a way of telling things. Without actually being there. I don't know. Something's not right here, and I'm gonna figure out what the fuck is going on. I think a uh, shadow kinda like cautiously approaches you sitting there and like reaches out and pats your arm and is like but I think out of, like, if you can trust anyone, it's the people in this room. Maybe. 
lot of people in Brambleton, buddy. Again, does anybody know where Star is? Oh, I know she's a lot closer to that Inquisitor than I'd like her to be. And well, I one don't. of us should go back to town and get her out. So oh, somebody I go ahead and I swear to out. fucking God. <laughs> Shadow will go again. <laughs> Shadow runs into town like, what's up? <laughs> well, listen, she's the only variable here. As far as I know, the only two people unaccounted for that know where this place is, it's Hutter and Louie. Until we have secured both of them, we know they haven't been compromised. This place is no longer safe. I can tell you for sure. Louis didn't betray us. And, and you didn't us. tell them anything, right, Groth? I didn't tell anybody anything. Hey, Donovan. Uh, Donovan, how close are we to moving out of here? Uh, we can move tonight, but we'd lose a lot. Double the watch. We need to make sure nobody's... We need to make sure nobody's watching us. I can do that. And Kella steps forward and she says, If we lose this alchemy lab, we lose a lot of our advantage. Which is why it's important that we get them out of there. If we can protect this position, it'll do us a lot more harm than good to try to expend some effort to make sure that this place doesn't slip between our fingers. But nobody's seen Star since last night? We should expand the perimeter a little bit. That guard that you're doubling, have them patrol the woods around the encampment. We need to find them sooner rather than later. Olivia steps forward and she says, I can, I can go closer to Brambleton. I can look for traces of her. And... Tara grabs her arm and says, Not without me. You're not ready, sister. I'm not ready to lose Flint. you. Flint, hearing the sister part, just kind of looks at them like, Cool. They throw up. Yeah, Flint takes another huge chug of whiskey and just says, Uh, I'll be back on my feet soon, and then maybe I can lend some assistance. Just everybody be careful. Tara steps forward and says, Actually, in fact, how do we know we can trust him? He was working for the Empire when he kicked me out of my home. He wasn't working for the Empire. <laughs> oh, he was. Him and two goons took all the food and alcohol I had, except for a bag of grain. And then he ran and stabbed himself in the leg and told me to run. And I almost got ran down if it wasn't for Jurgen here. And Jurgen gives a toothy smile and a thumbs up. <laughs> Does that sound like someone working for the Empire? He left you a bag of grain and then stabbed himself? Just cause Also, you found your sister. I'm just saying this is like a net win for you. So you can thank me when you get a minute. Yeah, and I'm not too keen on losing her again. Just because he's unhinged doesn't mean he's not working for the Empire. I don't work for the Empire, and then I don't work for any of you. I work for myself. I think you would have figured that out by now. 
takes another huge swig of whiskey. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Bo wants to speak up and just say, you really think he would have let you run if he was one of them? Why not? Let somebody run and see where it leads them. You and I, I think, both know that's not true. I don't know what's true or not. All I know is that dwarf, not the most trustworthy person in this room. And he's blaming everybody else for betraying him. He did get his throat cut by the Empire. It hurt pretty bad, actually. I'm not going to lie. Actually, Groth, it wasn't the Empire. Oh, yeah, we haven't even addressed that yet, have we? <laughs> it, it was your friend. It was my friend. Of course it was. Yeah, he seems to he seems to literally go right for the throat whenever things get difficult for him. Yeah, and then he said maybe this will get Groth's attention. That fucking dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dweeb slipped my friend's throat. <laughs> what a nerd so listen I don't know how much time it's bought or even if they're gonna buy it in the first place but I elected to leave all my equipment behind to make it look like perhaps he took me which is gonna be a lot better it's gonna be a lot better for us if they think that he's not exactly working in their best interests so well I know he's not He's working I think that himself. they probably don't have too much time before they're going to figure that out, but I don't, again, I don't know how long that charade will last. Hopefully long enough. Star. You've broken away from Brambleton, and since then, you've turned what has been, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you've turned what has been a stealthy movement into a full sprint. Um, are you still moving stealthily through all the woods and everything, which is totally fine if you want to? Not all of them. I think Star is making, she is going to run in not exactly the direction of the area that we're, that we're needing to go. And I think maybe, uh, when she's, I think she's going to curve off to maybe like the left, do some Weird ziggy zaggy shit. She's trying to throw off the trail. If anyone's trying to track her, they're going to find something that they don't want to find. Uh, or, you know, nothing, I guess. Uh, and then when she's maybe, say, I don't know how far away from town we actually are, but like a mile or two away, I guess, from that direction. Sure. I think she's going to stealthily try to make her way the rest of the way there. Okay, give me another stealth check. And, like, she wants to cover her tracks and everything, as long as this allows for it. I think, in that manner, actually give me a survival check. Well, fuck you, because this is a really good roll. Uh, 13. Okay. Sure you don't want to roll over the 23 instead? That was way better. Nope, definitely not. Well, fuck you. Um, real quick, that bird that you had dropped the flask, was it an owl? It was an owl. owl. Okay, great. So you... Get a little bit outside of, not a little bit, but you you get you know. A good ways away, sort of adjacent to where the alchemist lab is, and you're 
trying to cover your tracks as you're moving and you're finding it's a very slow process and you're getting frustrated as the sun's, you know, going down, going down. It's, you know, three, four o'clock maybe. And you see an owl perched on a tree branch. Sort of recognize the owl. Who? 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 He doesn't think... remember who you are, apparently. Whomst. Whomst. Let me look at my stuff really quick. Uh... That was unreasonably funny. <laughs> that, that, was, that was really good. Take a re-roll. <laughs> For that? Yeah. It made me laugh. You laughed a lot. Yeah, but most of the time I cough. I haven't gotten one in like... A while, so that's true. I forgot to give him out. Mm. I want one. I thought I had recharged this, but I used one earlier. And it says I only have one left. I guess I don't know. I'm gonna leave it in your hands if you think that I had one more left or not. I kind of thought I did, but I don't know. Hold on, you, you used forward. one for the owl, and then you slept, had... right? Yeah, so give me one d3. <laughs> Give me a D4, take it or leave it, or a D6. Give me a D6, one, two, three, and then four is a one, five is a two, six is a three. Three. So I got okay, so you, yeah. But minus one because you did use one for the cat yeah. today. Okay. Uh, Cool, so I'm going to cast Speak with Animals on myself, and uh, now's not exactly the best time to claim your... Uh, fuck, what is it called? To claim favor? your Boon? favor, but if it needs to be done, tell me. I am not here for the favor yet. I'm here because a friend of yours has earned her place with a denizen of the forest in Nara. His. Which friend, may I ask? He called himself Bo. Sounds about right. You still owe me a favor. Or us a favor. In fact, you may owe us two now. Looks up and, like, this screech lets out, like, and this giant owl blots out the sun comes down and lands shaking the earth next to you and says the forest seeks allies and you will prove to be a strong one and the owl lays its head down and says this is princess Hydri she will take you where you need to go Star. Hell yeah, an owl mount. Fuck Ooh. yeah. And it's a princess. <laughs> um, I think first and foremost, Star is going to... I think she'll take out her dagger and um, sort Stab of... Stab it. Yeah, totally skin it. <laughs> Star is going to take out her um, The greatest her hunter dagger. ever. <laughs> Uh, and she's actually going to hold it out um, 
to them and like get down on a knee and she says this forest is not my original home but I swear to you I will do everything in my power to protect it thank you and please call upon me for any favors I will do what I can to help and then she'll like she's sort of like saying all this with the her dagger out and like her head bowed um like she's essentially like swearing to protect this forest and the creatures within it it's what Faya would have wanted Okay. <laughs> literally trying not to tear up um anyways this princess uh, of owls looks to you with her head down and she says your duty is noted warrior and we will call upon you for a task that may take your life but for the meantime we must go. Indeed. And she'll sheathe her dagger and uh, climb aboard and sort of point the owl in the direction that we need to go. <laughs> the wings take off and it lifts up and it's tearing through the tree line, but it is keeping under the tips of the trees. I'm going to have you roll a dexterity save. <laughs> dexterity. Okay, now this is where Star dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a string, it's yeah, a it's branch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get any kind of like any bonuses for that. <laughs> that was fucking stupid. It almost landed on a 20. What'd you get? An eight, because it landed on a fucking two. <laughs> got a plus, I, I got a plus six. I'm a cat. Okay, so you, well, to be fair, I mean, you're on the back of this owl and it's flying through branches and you take six bludgeoning damage as you're like, boom, 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 <laughs> taking oh, these that's branches. Fine. I've fucking been worse than being swat on the head a few times. He's crazy. Okay. The owl says, I'm sorry I cannot fly higher, but trust me, this is the safest way for these skies are no longer ours. The surface-to-air missiles are quite threatening in this region. <laughs> I think Star is probably, um, like, I don't know, all the jokes aside, I think Star is actually probably just holding on to this owl and having, like, I don't know, I think maybe feeling, like, the warmth of it and, like, kind of going over what just happened in her head, losing Louie. She doesn't know where any of her friends are. I think she might start crying at this point. Like, I think she's really, like, stressed out and she just kind of, like, just get me home. I will, child, I will. And soaring through these trees, you continue to the alchemist lab. Meanwhile, at the alchemist lab, Flint, you unlocked the door yet? Let people out? I mean, I don't. it's not like I have a key for it. It's just kind of bolted for dramatic effect. Flint's now, he's sitting down, he's drinking. He still, like, looks really disheveled and kind of, like, unhinged, but he's at least redirected his anger towards other things. And Shadow's hand's still on his arm. He, although, Bo, he has been kind of, like, giving you weird looks just because he doesn't really know where the fuck you were. Well, like I said, I, but, I said alibi and it had the that whole thing. Does that yeah. make a he's difference not directly, or no? He's not directly calling you Flint, out. Flint, go ahead and roll like, an insight. No. Okay. Um, boop -a -doop. 
22. Bo, with a 22, what, what do you think Flint notices? What do you mean? Like, like, that I'm te- like how that I'm telling, telling the truth? Like, like indications yeah. that I'm telling the truth? What emotions or? are you feeling? Yeah, like, like if, if he's peering at you, what does he see, like... Probably confidence, like, that Bo has no question, you know, where he was. He knows. He's been through, like, his own adventure and been trying to find you guys. And it's just, like, genuinely happy to, to see you and that you're relatively okay, even though you're kind of going crazy right now and you're covered in blood. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so was growth. Like, so I guess to narrow it down, like, genuine, like, compassion for what you're going through. Happy to see you but also confident in himself and his truth. Okay. Also, I need to make, I need to make Flint's voice a little more, like more gravelly now that his throat's half open. Just borrow Tanner's. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Flint, go ahead. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. Also, you sound like, you sound like Rick or whatever his name is from fucking Pawn Stars. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> we watch a lot Which, of to be, that. To show. be perfectly clear, I fucking hate that dude. He is the worst human on this earth. But yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, this, your laugh now sounds like his. That's really funny. <laughs> we watched a lot of that show. I don't want to laugh like Rick. Well, at least it's not permanent. <laughs> Nobody wants to. It's a curse. It's funny. Did I mention that? I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Um, did I mention that Jurgen's an orc? No. I don't, I don't think, think so. I did. No, we thought he was a human. I thought he was human too. He is an orc. I thought he was an old man. And wow, not a half orc. Know. He is like a full blooded orc. I'm oh, very no. sorry. That's that interesting. That I, very interesting. Like I'm, I'm looking through my notes right now and I was like, holy shit. Like that, I see it in my head. I imagined him but, as like a bearded hairy man. No, you know? he is an like orc a with a huge underbite, um, dark evergreen skin, wow. <laughs> thick arms. <laughs> well,. Shit. Okay, that really changes Flint's disposition towards him. I'm so sorry. That is yeah. that is completely on me. Bo would not have changed the, anything he, you know, the way he spoke to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think like, that still. truly affects anything. But just to paint the scene here, I mean, good to know. Well, I think are orcs killing dwarves in the orcs and dwarves have been at war in the yeah. north for a long time. But Jurgen walks forward and he he goes to you with his ornate staff using as a walking stick. He says, Dwarf, may I sit? Um, yeah, Flint's kind of been staring at him this whole time, too, like out of the corner of his eye. And uh, Flint um, takes another long draw off the bottle of whiskey and kind of without saying anything, just, just kicks one of the chairs out from under the table, sort of towards him in his direction, almost a little disdainfully. Bo will just kind of approach the front of the crowd just to kind of, with, like, arms crossed, like, backing this person visually. And Shadow, you're still on the arm of Flint. Yeah. Okay. He sits down, places the his staff against the table, cracks his neck, Bo, will you please give me a moment with your dwarf friend and, and y- young child? Please, I would like to share a private moment with this dwarf. Shadow glances at Flint. <laughs> Flint just 
without looking over at you, just says, Lass, why don't you be a pal and go find me some pants? <laughs> Shadow will kind of just pat his arm one more time and then run over to Kella. We should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> No. Be a pal and go find me some pants. Oh, that, yeah. I like that. Not Shadow, go find me some pants. <laughs> Bo kind of gives, like, a nod of, you know, confidence in the situation, knowing that it will probably, hopefully, probably work out. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and then kind of, like, look to Shadow, give her, like, a little smile and, like, a, like, a look, kind of, like, tilt his head and then just kind of wander out to give them privacy and also find clothing because both of them are naked no clothing for me thank you <laughs> i had i had one on the way over <laughs> didn't like it he slides the vodsky back to you and says it makes me a worse person no thank you i wonder what you're like worse than you are now tell me what's a green skin doing this far south <laughs> It's been so long since somebody's called me Greenskin. I... I used to be a lot like you, Dwarf. Full of hate, mistrust, and anger. Is this... Is this a life that you truly want to live? It's gotten me this far, hasn't it? At what cost, my friend? And he gestures towards his throat. It's not... This world... Can't really be measured... Transactionally. Quite like that. It's not about... What it costs you. It's about what you're willing to pay... To get what you want. What do you want? Orc, what the bloody hell are you doing here? I don't... <laughs> it's not truly about what I want anymore. I don't want for much. But I remember a time when I did. Jurgen Stonebreaker, they called me. Smashing stones in my hands. Carving through dwarves on the battlefield in the north frontier, fighting for people and my people and rights and land and what is owed. <laughs> it was so tiresome. Don't you agree? I know by looking at me, I think that. I probably shed tears for all the dwarves lost to your people, but I've got to say that's never really been my problem or my prerogative. I just know that every time I've lost something, there's been an orc there to take it from me. So, let me ask you again. What are you doing this far south? I'm not here to hash out centuries of orc and dwarf conflict. I'm not here to accuse you of the 
massacres your people have been a part of, nor am I here to make excuses for the massacres mine have been. But to answer your question, Dwarf, what am I doing this far south? For the first time in my whole life, I'm living. Are you? Almost stopped living, just last night. Seems like I'm always just one step ahead, but... I gotta say, you being here, in what the closest thing is to my home, makes me a little uneasy. If it makes you feel better, my friend, I will leave. However, the closest thing to your home Look around you, and he gestures towards bow and shadow ruffling through a stockpile of clothing. Your friends spent effort just to put cloth on your back to keep you warm. He gestures to Donovan. Your disciples look up to you as... If you're the god of war them itself. And he gestures to this entire place. A beautiful oasis in the Riverlands. And it's the closest thing you have to a home? My young friend, or... <laughs> I guess you dwarves count age differently. My old friend... I think you are home. And if it makes you feel better, and he grabs his staff, and he puts it on the ground, I'm more than happy to leave. But, if you are that close to death, appreciate what keeps you alive. I think that it's a little refreshing the fact that you aren't trying desperately to get close to me if I'm being honest and takes another kind of long swig off his whiskey and kind of he's not really talking to you like almost not even really talking to Razorclaw anymore or what's his actual name Jurgen Jurgen yeah not really talking directly at Jurgen he's more just kind of spacing out and he says sometimes it feels like people just try to get close so they can have an easier angle to stab you in the back. And then, kind of after a moment of, like, contemplation, snaps out of it and turns his attention back to Jurgen and says, uh, Tell me, Orc, does the name Frost Knuckle mean anything to you? <laughs> oh, I, cruel son of a bitch, that is. Aye. On that, we can agree. Dwarf, do you know the difference between the blue-skinned orcs and the green-skinned of the north? Can't say I do. I don't wish to rehash this like I already said, but the green-skins in the north I fight for themselves, their land, and what they think they're owned. But we were fractured a long, long time ago. 
and those who remained in the Kravodok, the Blueskins. Now them, them <laughs> are a people of hate and a people of killing. Frostnickel. <laughs> Used to be somebody I roamed with. Seen him rip spines out of children no water than twelve. Just for laughs. Cruel, cruel orc, that is. But just know... That is not what we orcs are. Uh, Flint kind of takes a look around the room, sort of eyeing everybody individually, and says... Well, between you and me, I don't really think I know who anybody is anymore. Don't know if they're friend or foe or what the bloody hell they want from me. And takes another swig off the whiskey. Pretty much gone by now. Between you and me, Flint. That was your name, right, Flint? Aye. Between you and me, if you can't tell friend from foe, you have already lost. And Flint just nods. Kind of like drowning in his own thoughts. One last thing. And he reaches into his loincloth between his ball sack and his anus. <laughs> and he pulls out a little clay pot. And he says... Oh my god. Puts it on the table and he says... Rub this on your throat every night for the next three <laughs> nights. You'll have a nasty scar, but it should heal up nicely. Nasty, well said. <laughs> it's gonna smell real bad. <laughs> and at this point, the door flings Worse open. Than milker? <laughs> no. The door flings open, and Olivia says, Something's coming. And Jurgen looks up at you, Flint, and says, I think you've seen enough. Stay here. And he, like, drops his staff where he is and just on all fours starts running and as as soon as like the third gallop you see him turn into this massive grizzly bear and run out the front you did however see his ass and balls oh yeah and dick probably (laughs) and you're like where was he keeping that pot (laughs) there's so many things going through you have to wrestle with that for the rest of the night there bud all right. Next time on the Reroll Podcast, we figure out where he kept the pot. Okay. <laughs> Who's going out? Uh, Olivia comes in, yells at. Who's running out? Bo. Uh, Groth, definitely. Groth and Bo. Yeah. I would like to say that while that conversation was happening and while Shadow was digging through the clothes, that she was turning to Kella and asking, uh, Hey, where's Crunch? He was supposed to be here by now. <laughs> oh, Crunch is here. Um,. He's actually playing with the automaton out back. Okay, that's great. And she goes back to what she was doing. <laughs> They're in the daycare. <laughs> um, but she'll follow out, too, when everyone leaves. Okay. So you all sort of filter out the front, and you see this massive shadow on the horizon. <laughs> this floating thing, and Olivia's knocked an arrow and everything, and Jurgen runs out in his bear form and quickly shifts back and says, Hold! Hold. Can I think Star 2 wants to... Like, I don't know. I, assuming she kind of saw where we're at, she wants to be like, Don't shoot! And you hear that faintly on the wind. 
and Yurkin says, Hendry, as this great owl lands and lays its head down and Starlit Moonbow dismounts. And all of you are probably absolutely dumbfounded by this. What an entrance. Yeah, what a fucking entrance. As always. <laughs> and Star, you, you dismount and what do you say? I think Star's like... She gets off and she's like... We need to go. I don't think we can stay here. I don't think we can defend this place. Bad things are happening in Brambleton. And we'll pick this up next time on the Reroll Podcast. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, imagine Star coming in and being like, hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. <laughs> like shitty 90s camera angle. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.